hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Well, here we are. We're through another week. Friday, kissing the weekend. Well, I'm not kissing the weekend. <laughs> you can do what, do what you like. We're a very casual It's been a long show. time since I got a kiss from anything <laughs> anymore, and I don't know that I'd want to with everything that's going on. You know, I was uh, out yesterday in my yard. It was uh, a beautiful day beautiful here. Day. Yeah, it was 70 degrees, maybe even a little warmer. And I was out sitting in my chair in, in my yard, taking in the beautiful weather. And I have a kind of a nice view from my backyard. It's right. I can see a little valley and maybe look out about so you're five. Kind of on a hill. Five, yeah. And I can look out maybe five or six miles. It's nice. Usually it's a very clear view. And I'm looking yesterday and I see this whitish haze hanging in the air. So much so that I, I called my wife and I said, you know, I'm sitting out here. I said, I'm looking out towards the backyard, you know, the view that we see every day. I said, look out the back window. I said, there's like a haze out there. And she looked and, and I th- she agreed. And we kind of brushed it off. Then I came in yesterday after being out there for an hour, an hour and a half. And I had this heaviness and I was hacking. I had a cough that was, I just couldn't clear my lungs. Now, you have to understand something. They're still burning every night, supposedly. This is mm-hmm. what I heard yesterday. They're not saying this, but they're still having burns up there uh, in East Palestine, New York. Uh, controlled burns, as they would say. But I found this story here, and if I can find it, of course, uh, now that I've... Gateway um, Pundit about uh, in uh, West Virginia. Yeah, it and, says uh, p- parts of West Virginia and Maryland were blanketed mm-hmm. with a mysterious fine white dust late Thursday evening and into Friday morning. Now, where I live, as the crow flies, maybe it's 15 miles from West Virginia's border, if that. I mean, the way the crow flies. It's not that far away. As a matter of fact, I used to, where I live, I used to drive and work at a radio station for a while down in the Wheeling area, and I did that every single day. And it used to take I me a, a, a short, yeah, it used to take, a, it was a short trip. I was mm-hmm. pro- programming and doing mornings, and I would drive down at uh, 4 o'clock in the morning. Uh, the station was WWVA, which is a station that you hear up and down the East Coast. And it broadcasts yep. from this little town in West Virginia. But the reason why I say that is because it's it's like almost a neighboring town, you know. They try to make this plume of stuff. <laughs> that they're, they they burned in a controlled burn. They try to make it sound like uh, it's dissipating. No, it didn't dissipate. If you go online right now and search White Dust, West Virginia, Maryland, you'll get the story. And they don't know what it is. I think they see it at night. I think it illuminates at nighttime. And um, let me see whether I can get more information. The eastern panhandle of West Virginia appeared to be hit the hardest but uh, there was also photos photos of uh, the dust in Hagerstown, Maryland, which, as far as where I live, Hagerstown, Maryland, is like two hours east of me. Do you know? I mean, if you looked at a map, yeah. a map. I live in the Pennsylvania, southwestern Pennsylvania area, not too far from West Virginia, literally about 50 miles southwest of uh, Palestine, East Palestine, Ohio. Mm-hmm. So we're in that region, and if you look at Hagerstown, it's literally below me and about two hours east. Bill, 
you said look at the map and look at um, Harrisburg. Yeah, draw a line straight down. Exactly. And and you're going to hit Hagerstown because it's right there before the Maryland line. Yes. And then you know if you're going to West Virginia and uh, Cumberland and you know things of that nature. I think it's seventy. Well, you talked to me. We 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 were talking before the show started. We were talking yesterday too. I had this heaviness. I was coughing last night. I couldn't. I I had uh, this uh, fluid feeling in my lungs, and Mm -hmm. I was trying to cough something up. I took some Mucinex DM, and uh, it may have done a little bit of good, but not. I was able to sleep with my CPAP. (laughs) Boy, it's amazing as you get older. All the stuff you you know you talk about. You have what kind of pills do you take? Ah, I got a CPAP machine. What kind do you have? You have mask or pillow? I don't know. You know, I mean, I mean, you go into this. It's yeah, you go into the long dissertation about things change with life. When you're a young man, hey, did you get a chance to go out with her last night? Nah, she said no. Those are the kind of things you talk about when you're a young man. When you're an older man, it's hey, what med, what meds you on? <laughs> it's amazing, yeah, and you know, and, and if you want to be healthy, yes, you get with your doctor one day and going, I'm tired of uh, taking all these pills, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and and you get on a regimen of proper diet and everything, which is something I did, yes, and I said, well, I'm feeling good, looking good, yeah, and yeah. I really feel good, and all of a sudden this crap comes along, yes, three yeah, weeks ago, you can't win. No, no, you yeah. can't win. You, you, you think you're doing the right thing, and you, oh, I'm gonna beat, I'm gonna beat the odds and get back into shape. Nah, we're gonna dump several thousand million tons of of chemicals into the air, whatever it is, and and uh, you know, enough, enough with that. You know, I, I was thinking, the poor people who live in rest homes, not too far from East Palestine. The elderly, how many of these people are going to die quietly with no fanfare as a direct result of this stuff they, they pumped into the air? Now, you can listen to them all you want, tell you about there's nothing to see here, everything's fine, the air is going to be great. Everybody you hear talk to in an interview says their lungs burn. It rained yesterday. Yesterday was the day before yesterday. I think it was when President Trump was there. It rained a bit. And when it it rained, the reporters were saying how their skin was burning. They were complaining. And do you know, it rained here yesterday a little bit. Not, was it yesterday? I get my days confused. Maybe it was the day before. But, you know, there was a, uh, you could feel something in the air. It, It doesn't. It doesn't follow boundaries. The stuff they burned off, and it, it, well, it doesn't follow logic that they're burning this stuff off because they're putting poisonous gases in the air. But apparently, they don't care about the farmland, the cattle, the people around them. They don't care. So, is this planned? I would find it hard to believe that we have a nation that's so heinous and uh, evil. But then. Maybe we do. Well, you know, uh, one other thing I was thinking of yesterday, and this story I just read you confirms it. I mean, uh, we're gonna. I, I wonder how many of our of our trees are going to be damaged. Why we know wildlife? There's an article here, Bill. Oh think, yeah, the air supply. I think they said. Listen to this. As government officials continue to claim that the air and the water are fine after a train carrying hazardous chemicals derailed in Ohio, 
The state's Department of Natural Resources, that's Ohio, the state's Department of Natural Resources estimated that 44,000 animals have died from the toxic contamination. 44,000. Now, in that immediate area or over a widespread area? From this accident. From this accident. All right. So, are we out there with hazmat suits? cleaning up these animals or are we letting them rot and fester and well how do you bill how do you get into the air how do you clean it up i mean 44,000 that's the that's the number they came up with i would say that if they say it's 44,000 maybe uh, put a multiplier in there of 2 or something like that maybe 88,000 because they can't find all of them uh so we have a white dust falling all over the place around here we have 44,000 animals dying. Mm-hmm. I know that it's affecting me. You said it's affecting you, and you live two, about uh, two and a half hours, three hours from me. Uh, maybe well, a little. More like maybe about four hours. Yeah, yeah. Maybe four hours. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's unbelievable how this is having an effect on everybody. Look, I thought I was going to die. I was sitting there going, you know, two weeks ago. Or, well, actually, a month ago, I was at the doctor. He goes, I got to tell you, you are healthy as an ox. You, you know, you're, you I know, had the same, my... I had something very similar to me happen to me. I, I went to my doctor and he said, Jim, you're as dumb, you're as dumb as an ox. Yeah. I, I, well, he told me that too. I, I got, I get that one all the time. They don't even have to take your blood to figure that one out. They just look at you and go, idiot. <laughs> they asked me, what did you do for a living? I was in radio. Oh gosh. Uh, idiot. <laughs> and then when you walk away, they go, an <laughs> and then you go home and your wife goes, you know what? I was just thinking, uh, you're an idiot. I marry you. You're an idiot. <laughs> Yes. I don't know what I ever saw in you, <laughs> idiot. <laughs> oh, love is blind. <laughs> Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Um, but, you know, you were saying, and I didn't mean to interrupt you, but it was too good a, a line. You were saying you went to the doctors, and he gave you an exam. He said you are in good shape. Yeah, they did blood work, and they did all kinds of, yeah, they do everything. And everything came back. If you were going to write a textbook, every number was spot on. And I was going like, boy, that's kind of scary. You know, that that's that's like being healthy and winning the lottery the next day, you know, you die, you know. Yeah. But um no, I didn't know the the ramifications of that train accident when it happened, you know, because even though we do this thing, sometimes you're in you look at the news that you look at and right. you're focused on certain things and you're in, in your own little la la world, which is the problem with everybody these days. Yeah. We're in a we just, you know, happy go lucky, take things as they are. Well, all this crap is in the air, and then all of a sudden you know, I'm sitting there going, man, I'm waking up with anxiety. And, you know, I thought it was, you know, from different things. And then all of a sudden I said, why am I getting bloat? I mean, my diet hasn't changed. If anything, you know, I've, I've been, you know, more, more frugal about things of how I, you know, I take care of every, you know, of, of every aspect. So I'm going like, this doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. And then all of a sudden yesterday, I felt like I swallowed a boulder. Can't breathe. You're sitting there going, wow, I got to go upstairs. And you sit there and stare at the stairs. 
going, I really don't want to make that climb. When before, a week ago, I would have run up the stairs. <laughs> I really don't want to make that climb. <laughs> yeah, you know, you had to climb. You know? yeah. And Miley Cyrus wasn't you here. Sound like you're going, you sound like you're going up Mount Everest. I really yeah, don't want to make like, that climb. Yeah, you know, like, come on, I don't want to <laughs> do this again. But either way, I started reading around and doing things, and I'm going, well, I may call my doctor. But then I started, you know, putting two and two together and finding out different things. Um and with everything that's going on, this crap is getting in your system. And basically, you're getting dehydrated. Yeah. Um, and it's it's messing with your intestines. It's probably cooking you on the inside. So You know, my doctor listens to this program. This, so, well, good. You know what? Yeah. He can give an analysis I, on I that. I was just going to say, he, maybe he could send me an email and tell me what the heck's going on. I would, You know what would be interesting? And I would love to find this out from any doctor is how many people are complaining about these symptoms like like we are. Uh, I, I mean, you don't hear it on the nightly news around here. It's like they're trying to mm-hmm. cover something up. They, but you know it's affecting. If it's affecting me, it's got to be affecting everybody in this region in, in yep. somewhere well, or another. Here's, here's what I'm going to say. Green tea, lots of bottled water. Make sure that you're flushed and hydrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the things that we normally eat, Get into the biotics, the probiotics, and make sure that, you know, you've got a good intestinal tract because whatever is poisons getting into you, you want to get it out. Maybe go on Amazon and buy an air quality monitor. You can get one for 50 bucks. It's a good one that'll tell you if you got some crap in your air, CO2 or whatever it is, or gases, that then you can change your filters. Now, you know, you're talking about the white cloud there yeah. and all around. Well, if it's in the air, it's probably in your carpets on your floor. You know, you think about that. It's probably in your bed sheets. You know, you sit there. You might you might sleep a la naturel. You know, who knows? Yeah. Understand, don't want to know. Don't send a picture, yeah. please. I, I don't. No, no. Yes, please. <laughs> but, you know, we things we take for granted, Might we might want to just put a check on that and say, let's just be safe. But you know, the thing about it is, Bill... That white cloud that's in Maryland and West yeah. Virginia, it's in southwestern Pennsylvania. It's it's all it goes. It's up in eastern Pennsylvania. It's it's, up it's in, in the it's, air. It's in New York State. It's in western Massachusetts, and it's going out to sea. It's in, it's probably in some form or another. You're getting something from this burn all the way in to the lungs. coast. All the way to the coast. Once it's in your lungs, it's going to travel. Your body's going to ingest it, and it's going to do with whatever it does with things. And it's your body's not designed to filter crap like that. So it isn't. No. Uh, but one of the things you said, which I think is a good thing, is try to keep yourself hydrated, and try to get the water fluids get try to get the poison out of your system that way. I would do things if you can. Uh, This sounds crazy. I hate to even make this recommendation, but maybe if you are somebody who has respiratory uh, disease of some kind, you might want to wear a mask. Uh, uh, Believe me, we got a ton of them lying around from the pandemic. And I'm not saying that you have to wear it everywhere, but maybe if you're at home and you're you're bothered by uh, this this stuff, you might want to put it on and just... uh, Maybe it'll help. Maybe it won't help. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe eye protection, too, because you don't know how this stuff gets in. But And wash your, you know, like if you're going to eat some grapes, I keep grapes here and stuff. 
Boy. I wash everything now. I, and, and good I, for you. That's a good. I'm a man, and a man doesn't wash his food. He eats his food. <laughs> I'm a man. But you I know, don't have to do that crap. Yeah, on, you do. I'm sitting outside looking, and I have some nice trees in my backyard, some that I had put in, you know. And mm-hmm. um, I'm looking at the, the bark on the tree, and they haven't started to bloom yet because it's February. But the bark looks mottled, has a mottled look to it. You know, that it, it doesn't mm-hmm. have that. It's it's like there's something on it. And I'm thinking to myself, well, if, if I'm complaining that that's, that black soot is on my car. Odds are the it's same soot is on the tree. Yeah. So, you know what? You, I'm wondering when things are, start to bloom in the springtime, are we going to see, you know, some trees Dead that. flowers? Well, are we, we going to see some trees that normally bloom, not bloom because of this poisoned, uh, this poisoned air? All living things downwind of this plume, this controlled burn, have had right. to have been affected by it. I'm just saying. And now they're saying, you know, and they make it sound like they're surprised. A white dust has blanketed West Virginia and Maryland. No kidding. No kidding. I'm surprised it's white. Uh, Yeah, I mean, sooner or later, somebody's got to wake up and, you know, smell what's going on here and go, you know what, we're being lied to. And the media is helping perpetrate that lie. Yeah. They're spreading it. I mean, I'm sure the railroad has probably said, look, admit nothing. You know, admit nothing. You know, minimize this all the way down the road. Don't don't uh, talk about how far this plume could reach. Talk about uh, how the air is getting cleaner and the water is getting cleaner. Tell the people to come on back. Come on back to your house. The people who have gone back are going back and they're getting rashes and spitting up blood. You know, one of the things I saw, you know, uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre doing a press thing uh, just yesterday, as a matter of fact. And, you know, I'm a guy that kind of studied linguistics and, and body language and things of that nature. And I was looking and I was watching her. And when she talks, you know, there's the, the left eye, right eye thing. Yeah. and Which way you look. But besides that, she does another little telltale. Now, if I'm talking to you, Jim, I'm looking right in your eye and I'm telling you it's so and that's the way it is. Right. And don't think any other way because I'm telling you the truth. Right. But if I'm telling you a yarn, right. you know, I might sit there and kind of look down and you know, my head kind of shakes as I'm talking going, no, he did this and he did that and it's yes. in compliance with and he's protecting democracy. And I'll look up quickly and back down again. Almost as you if, know, almost as if uh, is he believing me? She doesn't want to show her face because she is telling a lie that she knows is a lie. And they're all on board with this. You know, you want your job. You tell this story. You know, for one time, I would love somebody to sit there and go, all right. So uh, the script they gave me is a bunch of crap. Here's the truth, folks. Yeah, that'll that'll, that'll never happen. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. But that'll never happen. I I would applaud that person, you know. But no, that, that's not going to happen. And Budajeg going to Ohio, you yeah. know, when no one's around, and then the uh, uh, yeah, the, seven the, o'clock in the morning, Bill. Seven o'clock in the morning, he probably beats the the first shift at McDonald's. 
you know, he probably beat them. To, Where Trump was getting breakfast, and you know, Trump yeah. knows that menu frontwards and backwards. Yeah, I know he does. <laughs> he's lived on the road, and he's proud of that fact. You know, I mean, he's he's got to be careful of that diet, that McDonald's diet. But I yeah. know that when when you're on the road, I love the steak, egg, cheese, bagel. So yeah, McDonald's, you can put me down for free. Those I love those, and you're. Never mind. You'll, you'll Either no, way, you'll, you'll notice that they they, they uh, burned that dole, not burned, but they uh, hacked that dole plant and they shut down the uh, salad making process. Yeah, they were the, yeah. the plant that made the salads. So I would imagine that there are fewer salads at McDonald's right now. They probably get them from Dole too. It's it's the biggest plant of its of its type in the country, from what I understand. Yeah, but you know, Buttigieg, yeah, he was there. But when the reporters started asking him questions, you didn't hear him answer. His press secretary came in and said, you talk to me, I'm the press secretary. And when they started asking her questions, then she just sat there and said, oh, uh, turn your camera off. Turn your yeah. camera off. I have that audio. Listen very carefully. Listen. Mayor Pete, why did it take you an entire two and a half weeks to actually get here to respond to East Palestine? Will you apologize to the residents of this city for, for the, the, the slow response to the government? You gotta love that little reporter. Her name is uh, is it Savannah Savannah Hernandez. I think she's with Turning yeah. Point, and, and she was there, and she was like a little badger, and she's following first Buttigieg, who's walking uh, and not commenting, just walking into a building to hide, and as he as he, he walks into the building, the press secretary follows up, and she turns to the cameras. And she said, I'll be glad to answer your questions, but I don't want to be on camera. Well, first of all, who, who gets to decide that? I mean, you're in a public spot. You're the spokesperson for this guy. We don't live in a society where we muzzle the press, so we're not supposed to be living in a society where we do that. By the way, did you see, you saw the video that I saw, right? There was a, yeah, body, they, a bodyguard who was trying to... Yeah, but he was like a 60-something-year-old UAW thug. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what he was. And he probably, when he came, yeah, I'll back you up, baby. Yeah, I, yeah I, turn I, off you your know, camera. Turn off your uh, camera. You, turn off the camera. You know, but he's not going to hit a woman. You know, yeah. he probably expected a man there with a the camera. And then he was going to body slam him down and, you know, whatever. <laughs> he didn't expect the woman there. Well, you know, and she saying, was a pit bull. She was, she was terrific. I, she uh, was absolutely right, though. They had the right on a public place to sit there. You know, if, that, if, if she doesn't have the right, then Antifa doesn't have the right to go out and uh, protest and burn things up oh, on I know. public property. I know, but see, rules for thee, not for me. Um there's something going on. There's something going on. We just getting ready to start the show, and a news story comes up, and it says, "In uh, uh, I guess this is in uh, Haverstraw, New York, a train going full speed plowed into an 18-wheeler oh, yeah. in Haverstraw, New York. 
New York. You got to listen to this, folks. Obviously, we don't have television here, no video. This is uh, an audio program, but I'm going to play the audio of the train hitting the truck, and you'll know when the train hits the truck. You'll know the moment. You can hear it in the sound. Uh, and this train is going through like the center of a small town. Police station right next to it, by the way. Yeah. On that corner. Yeah. Listen to this. time you can hear the truck getting nailed and mm. when i say getting nailed this is a trailer truck this is not this is not like a little flatbed truck this is a big long trailer truck and it's right it's almost like if you centered this truck on the track you couldn't have done a better job the guy got out of the cab and, and got away so nobody was hurt and this train is going through town. I first said to Bill, it's doing about 40 miles an hour. And you looked at it and you said, no, that's not doing 40, right? Oh, it was doing a lot faster. Now, you know, those trains, there's, uh, well, they're like little square yellow signs with black ink that yeah. tell them their speed limit. But it's based on the class of train, the class of track. There's a lot of, there's a lot of class going on there. Yeah. But either way, they know what they're supposed to do. Those trains are supposed, supposed to, supposed to slow down at a certain speed, yeah, and they can only be so long and tie up an in intersection so long. But if you watch the video, the the thing that you, you see that the tractor trailer stuck there. So number one, you got that. Now the guards didn't come down; the lights were right. flashing. Right. So there's two things that are going on there. That truck had been there for a few minutes, so the guards didn't go down. And it wasn't the train stuck. would have had some indication it, that the track was it blocked. Wasn't, it wasn't stuck in traffic either. It's not like the cars in front of the truck stopped and the truck had to stop there is no trucks or cars in front of this trailer truck it, i don't know why he couldn't roll it over why he couldn't have pulled it through the intersection of it, it looked like he drew he drew uh, drew <laughs> like drove he it. like he drove the uh, truck up to the crossing got out of the truck and left it there and left it there i'm going to play for you again one more time listen can hear the accident you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. you don't have to see it you can hear the train coming through it doesn't slow down you don't hear any squealing of the brakes on the rails you just see it cut it like butter <laughs> that just amazes me how it destroys obliterates this tractor trailer and it looks like it just keeps going but i don't think it does it must be i would imagine after you hit a trailer truck it probably is a good thing to stop yeah, but yeah. at the speed he was going, he had to stop way, way, way down the track. You just yeah. don't stop abruptly. And he was, that train was speeding. I don't know the story on the truck there. There's a lot more that meet the, that meets the eye. Um, really, no, hazmat thing there. It's just an optical. And it could be an optical design because they know that, well, Jim and uh, Bill are going to talk about it today and speculate on it. And all the other uh, news outlets are going to talk about it and speculate on it. All the while, something else is going on in the news that we are not paying attention to. So I'm I'm going to call distraction on this. Yeah. That's what I'm going to call. I think there's a lot of that going on.
By the way, we talked about Buttigieg showing up at 7 o'clock in the morning. When he flew back, I was surprised to find out he flew back coach. <laughs> I, th- I thought he'd have his own private airplane, fly him up and pri- fly him uh, back. But that was a staged thing, too. I agree. Was, I bet uh, you he bitched all the way to his people there. Why yeah. am I flying coach? I'm Pete Buttigieg. He, he, I can do yeah, what I want he, because I'm a Democrat. He probably wanted to look like a man of the people, you know. I'll go back coach. I mean, I have to tell you, he probably flew to Youngstown. It's The flight might have been maybe a half hour, 35 minutes, so it wasn't a... Oh, from there to Youngstown? No, Youngstown to, to Washington, not very long. Yeah, but I mean... Uh, anyway, uh, another thing we should mention is, uh, that Trump was speaking in front of some of his, uh, his supporters at a, uh, uh I guess it was a dinner at Mar-a-Lago uh, right. the, the night before he left, he left, uh, East Palestine, went back and I think he did this, this, uh, uh, meeting, uh, this conference or in his beautiful palatial digs down at Mar-a-Lago which is, by the way, is I haven't been there, but I've seen pictures. That place looks spectacular, Mar-a-Lago. I think it was built for the Post family back in like 1924, you know, Post serial family. And I, I think it, and I could be wrong. I'm just, this is coming off the top of my head, but it has a wonderful legacy. And when Donald Trump bought it, like he does with so many things, he just, not did he, just just bring it back to life this this property but he made it even better he embellished he he made it more than it was uh what what it was before and you know that that um that ticks off the left oh they it drives that. them nuts oh drives they really do by the way speaking of donald trump we've noticed that when we do the weekend updates people tend to like him yeah so we're doing them now for a while because we started doing it because of the balloon thing Right. And just to update you on what was going on, uh, we did come across something yesterday. Now I'm going to tease, tell you what it is. But this weekend, you know, everybody knows about Mar-a-Lago, Trump, and the FBI looking for the classified documents. Well, we might know what those documents are. We have a theory. We have a theory that goes beyond anything you've heard in the news uh, mm. anywhere right now. Yeah. Uh, so there, you know, because. I think the quote is, you know, what are you looking for? Well, we'll, we'll know, know it, it when, when we see, see it. it. <laughs> and now I'm pretty, I, if I were a betting man, I would bet this is at least 95% possibility of what it is that they exactly are looking for, which means they know what they're looking for, and so does Donald. But they better come out and come clean and say what they're looking for because if that's true, they have no rights to it. So tomorrow we will uh, expand this theory. We'll present it to you and uh, give you a chance to uh, do a little. You can, you, by the way, you always can comment on what we're talking about yeah. because we have we have a, a phone number that you can call and you can leave a message on the answering service there, uh, 833-538-7868. You can always, always call that number, 833 833- Five three eight seven eight six eight. We have an email address too. Yeah, it's mail at itsanotherday.com. Now we also stream everything uh, at uh, crnamerica.com. If you got a podcast and you've got, you know, you kind of like where we are, let us know. You know, you send us a link. We'll 
put it up on there because that's really what that was for, you know, to make it like a little radio station that carries, you know, like-minded podcasts. We can't house that many, but hey. What's interesting is how our podcast is is catching fire. I I find this amazing. I mean, we have gone, we've done no promotion, friends, none. We haven't sent any flyers anywhere, bought any ads anywhere. It's been word of mouth, and we've gone from literally like a a handful of people to hundreds of thousands, some people even say millions of people listening to the program, which I find unbelievable. I mean, uh, we we have podcasts are, are, are... disseminated uh, in, a, in a fashion, a, a way that's different from radio or standard media or even cable. Podcasts have their own life. They Maybe you'll create the podcast on uh, one platform and you'll send it off to several of the streaming platforms. They'll, they'll upload to their system your podcast and then they'll play it to their listeners from their platform and... Thousands more will hear it, and you'll never even know it because mm-hmm. because uh, they have their own method of getting their their own means of getting their stuff out. Podcasts, for the most part, started out being programs that you could download and listen in your in your device, but now they're on streaming systems, which are like radio in that they're always available and uh, yeah, they're they, everywhere. Yeah. I mean, like the old chicken man, they're everywhere. They're yeah. everywhere. I can't even say it. Anyway, but, we have, you know. we have uh, only you to thank because you have been uh, what's making this program the success that it is. If, if, if that may, without you would be talking to ourselves, and I, I only do that at the kitchen table. Well, I do it in the bathroom <laughs> sometimes too, but do that's a really? whole different conversation. Yeah, I'm sure it is. <laughs> that's my library. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, um, it is. Pre- that's where I do my, mo- my yeah, most of my thinking. You serious reading? <laughs> um, Donald Trump was speaking with his supporters down in Mar-a-Lago. He was talking about how this administration is throwing around nuclear war like it's no big thing. Listen. Every single day they talk about will this end up in nuclear war. We're on the precipice of a disaster, the likes of which this world has never seen. This will make World War One and World War Two like baby stuff. Like baby stuff. Steve Bannon and Cash Patel were talking about uh, Trump's reaction to, and here's what they had to say. Hey, Cash, uh, I was on a destroyer that had uh, tactical nuclear weapons, and President Trump's right. You did not talk about it at the time. You didn't do even, there was, you never saw President Reagan or anybody talk about using tactical nuclear weapons. You see it on MSNBC and CNN every night with these analysts. They're tossing this around like, you know, low-grade uh, tactical nuclear weapons, and they're not even addressing what you're talking about, the START Treaty, your assessment, sir. It's, it's terrible. The fact that it's being thrown around there like an everyday word. Look, Steve, you served in the military and I served in the Defense Department. We did the reps and sets around the nuclear arsenal out in Colorado Springs to protect this nation if and when and hopefully never need be. But we didn't go out there and talk about it and make it the front page headline of the news story. The radical left-wing media are doing this and using hyperbole because they think it sounds cool. They think it's appealing to say Joe Biden is somehow the nuclear deterrent of our time. 
when in reality, he is the nuclear accelerant of our time. The removal and withdrawal from the Russia, from the START Treaty, is the only example you need. You don't even need to look at the Ukraine war right now and how much we're already involved in it. The fact that Russia, with one of the largest stockpiles of nuclear weapons on God's green earth, has said to the world, we are out of nuclear deterrence, tells you everything you need to know. And then you have clowns like Morning Joe and Mika and everybody else saying how cool the nuclear word is because Joe Biden somehow uh, supposedly protecting us. Remember, this is the commander in chief that can't even walk up the stairs on Air Force One. He's got his button, his finger on our nuclear arsenal button, and we're supposed to believe he's got our deterrence in mind. I just don't buy it. Tony Blinken told the Chinese that, hey, if you if you have this meeting and if you go to Moscow and uh, you have any uh, non-lethal military support or lethal military support, uh, it's going to be a problem. He and Ka- the Kamala Harris and waved, waved their, wagged their fingers. You've had a KGB-CCP merger. This is like August 1939 when you had the, uh, the Molotov-Ribbentrop pact, right, a couple of weeks before they invaded Poland. Uh, give us your assessment. How, how dangerous is it now that, that that China and uh, and uh, and Russia, the CCP and the KGB, seem they've partnered up against us. Yeah, you're the only one talking about it. And we've talked about it before on your show. They started in Afghanistan. They have combined to sell the weaponry we left behind, thanks to the Biden administration's a tune of $85 billion. They are pillaging our state secrets and technology in that weaponry. They are mining the minerals out of Afghanistan and selling it, all to take on their number one enemy, us, the United States of America. Now you have CCP and Putin joining forces on the global stage, not just Afghanistan, but in the South China Sea and in the U.S. Ukraine. They are arming each other. They're selling weapons to each other. They are providing each other with financial assistance to no end. And we are doing nothing from a strategic standpoint to deter it like we did in the Trump presidency, such as sanctions of not just monetary institutions, but peoples and cutting off trade um, and ending diplomatic relations. We have not jettisoned a single Russian or CCP diplomat from the United States like we did in the Trump administration. That's because they know, Xi Jinping and Putin know, there are no consequences under a Joe Biden presidency for them to take on and take out America and America first interests. And they're doing it on a global stage. And that is the scariest thing next to the nuclear warfare that uh, we are now getting near and near on the precipice of. And Joe Biden gets on the stage in Poland the day before yesterday. And right. he says to the world, we're, we're with you, Ukraine, to the very end. But what he doesn't say to the Ukraine or the world, and especially to us, he doesn't say what the very end really is. We don't know what his end game is. Is it to return the Ukraine to the borders that it was uh, it, that it had last January? You know, what is it? Mm-hmm. Is it uh, a return of Crimea, which was annexed by Russia in 2014? Is that the end game? Or is the new end game the destruction of the current uh, administration in Russia and the demise of Putin? We don't know. Well, I would say the latter is probably true. Um, you would think, you, know, you, you saw Morning Joe and uh, right. his sidekick sitting there going, oh, he's yeah, bubbles. Uh, yeah, bubbles. Yeah, yeah, sitting there going, and she's just sitting there hanging yeah. her head and crying as, as Joe sits there and talks about, you know, how, how she hates Trump going for Palestine yeah. and, and giving them water when 
Joe Biden has put his life on the line yes. to go to the Ukraine yes. to defend you heard uh, the air raid Western democracy. You heard the really? air you heard the air raid sirens. You heard the air raid sirens when he they was were walking. Fake. Yeah, no, it was. I know it was. It was all staged. Everything I was know. planned. You know, I'm sitting there going, "We we stand for democracy." So if we are the big good guy in the white hat that we intend yeah. to be, then we should be the ones saying, "Look, we can work this out. We can call for peace, and you know, you can walk out with dignity, and we all can be happy together." Yeah, but we're not doing that. We're mongering this war, and the Lindsey Grahams are right behind, like little clapping monkeys. You know. Yep. We're we're all going for war, and I don't think these idiots understand what nuclear war will do in the world will be that we live in. And even China sat there and said, "Look, they put forth the olive branch of peace, saying we don't want to go to war." They just did here's, that. Here's what it says. China took the leadership mantle from Joe Biden and the United States on Thursday, yesterday. China called for peace talks between Russia and the Ukraine. Russia and the Ukraine. They called for peace talks. It wasn't done by the Biden administration. You know, normally, like you said, you know, it's been the United States that's been the leader uh, trying to get warring nations to uh, sit down at the peace at the peace table. Not this time around. No, not with this administration. You know, you don't get into a war that you can't win. Now, does that mean we can win the war? No, I didn't say that. I said you don't get into a war you can't win. China, if everybody looks at it with everything that's going on, they will beat us hands down. I don't care how proud you are of our military or our country and what you serve for. We've got an idiot in charge. I think what China's looking at is, We've got an idiot in charge, and one thing you don't do is go to war with a madman because then there is no exit plan. Everybody is going to lose. You don't go to war I'd like to think, unless you can get the job done. I'd like to think that things are not as dire as what you just said. I'd like to think, and I hear this from other people saying, even in our worst moment, we're still much stronger than China. I hear this from, from generals. Even in our weakest moment, we still are an incredibly strong country, and we're not we're not as weak as some people think. But you think differently. You think we're going to get. Beaten. I think differently because the technology we have, they have. Uh, there's, you know, we're 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 pretty matched on that. You know, and it's it's been a back and forth tug of war. But you've got that. If it got down to uh, feet on the ground, this is not World War II. It's not, you know, it's it, the war today is played differently than it was in the Civil War, in World War One, in World War Two. As a matter of fact, we had an advantage because we were so far away from everything. We were isolated. Hitting us was a problem. But we could get in our ships and get in our planes, and we could come over and hit, and then we could get the hell out of there. Now it's not like that. War will hit on our land. Mm -hmm. Destruction will hit on our land. And our people are not, except if you were a soldier, our people don't know what it's like to wake up one morning to, you know, uh, a bomb going off right in front of you, yeah. you know, or seeing a big mushroom cloud. Well, I guess I'm not going downtown to the mall. Did you happen it's to gone. see a couple of days ago, uh, one of the uh, Internet sites that I was looking at uh, showed the difference between the United States and China?
in the United States, you see it, uh, young kids watching a drag queen show and giggling with their teachers and mothers, right? And mm-hmm. then they show a picture of a classroom in China. This is the truth, so help me God. And these kids who are about eight or nine years old are tearing apart what looks like 45 or 9 millimeter pistol. They're tearing them, they're breaking them down, taking the slide off, putting it down, taking out the spring, uh, doing every, dismantling a handgun. And I'm mm-hmm. not talking about one or two kids. It's a big classroom of, of kids. And so they're teaching them how to use weapons at like nine or ten years of age. And we over here are doodling around with these drag queen shows that they're showing them now in elementary schools, in libraries. You're seeing these pornographic books in libraries now that they're accepting. They are poisoning our system, destroying our youth. And by the way, I have one thing to say about that, which I think is amazing. This, with all that's going on, you know, I, I think I told you a couple of days ago about the, they have a Satan club in an, mm-hmm. ele- in an elementary school. Uh, we see that uh, we watch the Grammys and all these different programs. They have salutes that look like salutes to Satan. All this evil that's trying to make its presence known in our society. That being said, down in Kentucky... They're having a prayer vigil. I think it continues to this day with tens of thousands of people continuously, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, praying. That's the youth too, right? The youth, yes. Yeah, they're, they're coming together from all over the world. And last week alone, the website they put up, you're going, eh, there's no big thing to that. Over 80 million visits. Wow. Wow. So... You know, now, that's a great thing. You know, the the preacher man will go, people are coming to God. Well, they come to God all the time when they're they're in trouble and they don't understand, you know, you all of a sudden your faith comes back. Yes. When things straighten out and everything gets, you know, going again, hey, Lord, that deal I made with you, you know, uh, we got to redo that a little bit, you know, because, uh, you know, it's it's not as bad as I thought it was. You know, I gotta tell we're you, not good Christians. I got to tell you a personal story, just a little little side aside All here. Right. Um, we got a phone call yesterday. My my daughter says uh, uh, I got a phone call the night before last. I guess Wednesday, right? My son was calling. Her son, my daughter's son, my grandson goes to school at UMass in mm-hmm. uh, Massachusetts, and he was calling around nine thirty or ten o'clock at night to say that he just got out of mass. He got his ashes. Now this is a this is an eighteen year old kid in college with his buddies. You think the last thing that they would be thinking about, right, is going mm-hmm. to church on a Wednesday night, even if it's Ash Wednesday. But yet that's where he was. And he's not uh this is he's an ordinary kid. You know what I'm saying? He's a wonderful kid. He's an ordinary kid. He is uh into sports and into stu- his studies. He's a very regular, nice, affable guy. And uh, But I, I was so proud of him. But I was thinking, you know, maybe there is hope for the future. Maybe with all of the garbage out there in our society, with all of the, the evil that's trying to grab a hold of these young people and to take their lives, maybe there's, there's a strength that we can't see that they have 
Maybe they're going to overcome this. Maybe they're going to beat this. If they have a world that we don't destroy, if Joe Biden and his minions don't destroy their world, it might be a better world down the road. But I'm afraid that these evil so-and-sos that are in D.C. right now, and they look just like us, friends. The evil ones look like us, okay? I know this sounds a little mystical, but it's the truth. The bad guys, they look like us. They even sound sometimes like us, but they ain't us. Because you, you look at their policies, you look at what they're doing to our society, they're bad guys. This guy, Biden, right? Give me an example. Uh, he's supposed to be the president of the United States. Of course, he headed off to the Ukraine to give millions more to continue this bloody, deadly war for no good reason. No one's given the American people a real good reason why we're there. They tell us these vague terms, oh, we're there for democracy, we're there to free a people. But how about the people in this country who need our help? Tucker Carlson did something last night, which I thought was fantastic. He took the $110 billion that we've given to uh, the Ukraine, and he broke it down as to what we would have been able to do if we had that money in this country. We could have, uh, people who need to pay for cancer out of their pocket. We could have covered every cancer patient's out-of-pocket expenses for like the next five years. We could have paid for it if we had that $110 billion. Our infrastructure, you know these railroads that are derailing all over the place? We talked about that a little earlier. We could have fixed all of our railroads and had change. Well, let me tell you what they're doing with that money. And other monies that are out there, COVID, all all the COVID relief funds, there's still a big stockpile of money there, a lot of money. So you're going, well, what do they well, what do they do with that? You know, because they're talking about, oh, the Republicans better not sit there and you know touch the debt thing or anything like that. This will be the end of the Republican Party because even though we extended everything and the Mitch McConnell's helped with that in June, we crash. Now, you could take that debt money and take it off of that, not debt money, COVID money, and take it off of that, but the Democrats won't have that. And the reason is it was never for COVID. It was given the COVID title, just like some of that other money is. What they're using it for, cities now around the country are applying for the COVID relief for, are you ready for it? Mm -hmm. Reparations. Well, it, it would, would it surprise yeah, me? You, didn't it? Yeah, would it surprise me? It not really. It doesn't surprise no, that's me. That's what's going on with that money, and the Democrats are saying you can't do it. Well, why are we paying these reparations? Well, we're paying them because they're buying votes, is what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They're already paying for with your money that they stole from you with the COVID virus. Yeah, for the twenty twenty four election. Well. Uh, Along those lines, today, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene is going to introduce a bill that will require a complete audit of all funds that have been given to the Ukraine. A complete audit. Now, it will be interesting to see if that passes Congress. It should. It makes sense. It would be uh, a way for them to say, see, we're using all of these funds for the war 
and we're not uh, doing anything nefarious with those funds. But I, I have a feeling it's not going to pass. I think it's a, a bill that's well-intended, but they don't want to have accountability. No, as a matter of fact, they want to in, uh, create another entitled group. Now, what happened in World War II with, uh, you know, the camps, you know, with uh, the Japanese citizens, we went to war. What happened there was terrible. And Joe's saying, oh, it's the worst black eye in American history and like that. Why is that important to them unless those internment camps are going to be, they need to be paid back and we need to give reparations to yet another minority group that he can sit there and bring under the umbrella of the Democrats. You know, Joe, aside from giving them, you know, just a freebie handout, what are you really doing? You know, what's the difference between uh, a, a young evil guy and an old evil guy just a few years and nothing else meaning meaning don't ever think that people really mellow with age you may see Mm -hmm. this guy 80 years old you may think oh he's everybody's grandfather but if he was a son of a bee when he was 40 he's probably still a son of a bee today you know yeah I would agree with you. By the way, I sent you uh, in your email for later on mm-hmm. uh, a little audio thing, that, that thing I talked about, about Burt Reynolds making the deal. So you, okay. know, you might have it for down the road. You'll, you'll find I will it check amusing. On that. Uh, I was going to point out that uh, uh, Joe Biden was asked whether he's going to be going to uh, East Palestine, and they have said uh, he has no plans on visiting East Palestine. Why should he go to East Palestine? They just set off essentially a nuclear explosion on a small American community and have probably destroyed wildlife. They definitely have 44,000 animals. They, they, that's from the state of Ohio. 44,000 dead animals, and it's probably going to have an effect on humans uh, in the entire northeastern region of the United States. But why should Joe go visit? Why should he be there? Uh, well, you got to wonder how many big... Accidents like this would it take to cripple our country? Not very many. Not very many. You know, you made Five, a, ten? You, you made an interesting comment when I showed we looking at that video this morning of the truck oh, being okay. hit by the train. You yeah. said distraction. It yeah. was a distraction. And I thought, you know, I, I think there's some truth to that. We just look around. Every day, every day nowadays, something is happening. We have the day before yesterday, we have a, a big fire at a metals plant in uh, suburban uh, Cleveland in Bedford, Ohio. Big, bad fire. I think it even killed a couple of people, unfortunately. Uh, a terrible fire. Not too far by the, the way from East Palestine, Ohio. They were literally 30 miles away. Another major fire. And then, yeah. we ha- then we have this thing in Haverstown, uh, Haverstraw, New York. This morning, where the truck hits an, uh, a tractor-trailer truck. What if it had, had explosives in the tractor-trailer truck? Well, you don't know what was in that truck because it was a big you know, container truck. It was one of those super long ones. Yeah. But it wasn't full. Now, it looked like it had some planks of lumber in it. I'm yeah. going, no, that wasn't planks of lumber because that's stored on an open container because how would you get it in on the angle and get it fitted in there? What, what they were were cardboard boxes. So almost like it was, been... almost like it was a a test run. Let's see what happens if we put a, a we'll put a basically empty trailer truck and see what happens if we hit it at fifty miles an hour. 
You don't know it was in there. Maybe there was something that was in that truck that was supposed to. Maybe there were canisters in there that had gas, and maybe wow. it did. Maybe it leaked leaked the gas, and we'll know about it in about three or four days. If listen, it is, listen, gonna... listen to this. Uh, this happened the day before yesterday. Five environmentalists flying into Ohio uh, die in a plane crash. They work. Right. They work for the company that was testing water in East Palestine or East Palestine, Ohio. Five environmentalists heading to East Palestine to provide environmental support in Bedford, Ohio, for that metal plant that we were just talking about. Uh, they died in a plane crash in Little Rock, Arkansas. Well, who comes from Little Rock, Arkansas? Does that town sound familiar to you? I'm just saying. It seems kind of strange. Well, you know what? You know, let's... I got another story that I should get in before we... Uh, before sure, go ahead. Billy, now you heard about that Middleton who, uh, that yes, guy who committed, that was, yeah. that's what I was just going to bring up. Yeah, he, he, he committed, he, he committed, he committed suicide by hanging himself and shooting himself with a shotgun and then, dis, then, uh, getting rid of the shotgun. Well, yeah, he took a, an electric cord, yep. tied it around his neck. Yes, he did. And I guess, you know, before you shoot yourself, uh-huh. you've got to hang yourself from the tree. Yes, and then, you know, before you sit there and choke to death uh-huh. uh, and you're fighting, you know, and kicking your legs, mm-hmm. you somehow manage to take the shotgun, turn it around. Yes. And off yourself. And then before you die. Right. You untie yourself, bleeding all the time. Yes. But you don't leave blood, a trail of blood. No, no, away. no. You're very neat. You're very neat. And then, then you get in your car mm-hmm. and you drive 40 miles away. Yes. To dispose of the gun. Of course you do. And then you get back in your, your car. Yes. And you wipe it down really thoroughly. Oh, yes. And you come back or however you got there. You, you yeah. use that you method. You get back to where you originally sh- shot yourself. Right? Yeah. You know, so you probably have to go climb the tree. And hang yourself on your again. butt over the branch. Get that uh-huh. that cord again and pull that noose back in and just jump down and then go ahead and die. Makes sense to me. That was suicide. Oh, okay. We're good. Bye. <laughs> Don't even play that. You know what she does I gotta to tell me. You, I, mean, I got to tell you, though, that's not it. That's not the end of the story. That happened, mm-hmm. right? And they have they literally have said, uh, there's nothing to see here. It was a suicide. They can't find the gun that he used, but he did hang, him, hang himself and then shoot himself. Uh, well, wait a minute. Now, wait. I understood the gun went away, so now they can't find the gun. They can't find the okay. gun. They can't find the gun. No, it didn't, it didn't go away. They just can't find it. Billionaire investor Thomas H. Lee, 78, was found dead of a self-inflicted gunshot wound in his swanky New York City office yesterday morning, according to the New York Post. Uh, it says uh, the family is extremely saddened by Tom's death, while the world knew him as one of the pioneers of the private equity business and a successful businessman. We knew him as a devoted husband, father, grandfather, sibling, friend, and philanthropist who always puts others ahead of himself. That's from a Lee family spokesperson. And uh, here's the thing. Lee was a good friend of Bill and Hillary Clinton. And in June 2008, following Hillary's unsuccessful presidential run, the couple reportedly stayed at his swanky East Hampton home. It seemed like a lot of the Clinton family friends are offing themselves. Yeah, but, you know, more of them are 
they surround the entire Clinton family, but usually Hillary somewhere is somewhere in 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 part of all of this. Yes. I think we have a new theme song. We don't do theme songs, but for Hillary, I think we need to find the old song just a clean up woman. <laughs> You're a clean up woman. Who is that? Damn right, that's what she is. It was uh, something right. Call Hillary. She'll was, take care of it. it She's the clean up woman. It was something right. Her last name was Wright. Who? Betty Wright. Betty Wright. Betty Wright. I think it was Betty Wright. Yeah. See. Yeah. yeah. About seventy-seven. You know, sometimes like I can't that. remember where I parked my car, but I can still think, remember <laughs> who sang a song back in nineteen seventy or whatever. Um. Anyway, do you remember the uh, financial crash of two thousand eight? Yeah, yeah, I, okay. yeah, I lost money. Okay, it was driven in part by the bottoming out of the housing market. Well, a new analysis from the online real estate company Redfin indicates that we may be on the verge of something even worse than the 2008 crash. They estimate that U.S. homeowners have lost over listen to this two trillion dollars in value just since last June. You yep, heard me I was right. Reading that just about fifteen minutes ago. Just while we were since talking. last June. Yeah. Uh, do you expect uh, these numbers to get better in the coming months? We've lost. No, and I, I was going to say, well, it's a good time to buy a house. Actually, no, it's not. No. Because, yeah, you can get the house cheap, but you're going to pay an interest rate that'll make it still. It'll make your head spin, as they would say. Yeah, I mean, and, and guess who was in the housing market? But I know <laughs> I have been for a while, and it just seems like I'm going like. Maybe next week will be a better Hey, but week. you know, when I, I had all this equity in my house, right? And now I'm waving goodbye to it as it sails away because everybody's equity has gone down the tubes thanks to these clowns in Washington. And, and you know, before we continue, I should point out that we're, we're just about at the end of the program. We have a special program. Uh, we haven't done it yet, but it, we're going to talk about some interesting theories uh, that we have tomorrow on our weekend update program, right? Yeah, we're going to talk about, look, everybody knows about the raid in Mar-a-Lago. Well, he's got classified documents. And first it was a handful of this. Well, let's keep in mind those documents he was entitled to have. And then, you know, when push came to shove, well, what exactly is the FBI looking for? We'll know it when we find it. Well, we think we know what it is that they're looking for which they would not be entitled to, but anyway, we think we know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they probably, if they listen to this, they probably go, these guys freaking know what we know. And I would say Donald knows what, what it is, too. But he's not going to say because it has nothing to do with you, what you they're are just, saying. You are just itching to tell, give the theory out now, but I'm going to no, stop No, I'm not going to give it out. But you want to. I can see it in your face. I can no, see you I wanna... want people to listen and go, wait a minute. Yeah, that's something interesting. That'll be tomorrow on our update, a weekend update program, which will be right here where you find your, well, all of our It's Another Day uh, programs. Yeah, and if, I, if, you, don't, if you don't agree... Uh, you know, it's mail at itsanotherday.com and say, Bill, you're an idiot. <laughs> or you can say, Bill, we, first we time. or you can say, Bill, we think you're brilliant. We think you're a magnificent mind and a genius. That would be nicer. Uh, eight, that would be nicer. It's not true. We know that. But. <laughs> 833-538-7868, the number. Uh, by the way, uh, pray for the people in East Palestine and in the entire region of East Palestine, Ohio, because what they got ain't going away anytime soon. And uh, I'm going to play one more time our theme music for 
what happened in East Palestine, New York. Have a great weekend, Bill. You do. Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>